Welcome to the 6 Minute Abs podcast. My name is Abby, aka 6 Minute Abs, and I will be your host along this fitness and wellness journey. Join me as I share the ups and downs of my personal wellness ride and shed light on some exciting, adventurous, and at times outrageous health topics. The show does not intend to offer any medical advice. I only aim to provide entertainment and to inform. You should always consult a registered doctor before beginning any treatment or on any topic that concerns your physical and mental health and well-being. Furthermore, you will not achieve a full set of abs in six minutes. Believe me, I've tried. Hey everybody, it's me, Six Minute Abs, and I am back again this week with yet another really special guest. So Sam and I actually used to go to school together. So say hi to everybody, Sam. Hello, everybody. <laughs> so Sam, Sam is a biokineticist and she's here to tell us a little bit about what she does and how she can help you and whether or not you need a biokineticist. So Sam, can you tell me a little bit about what drove you to get into this field? Sure. Um, it was actually my dad um, from lots of injuries that he had from comrades to um, just the general, you know, back pain kind of thing. Um, he had so many operations that it was so interesting to see his sort of rehab back to normality kind of thing. And um, I think I joined the love of sports and rehabilitation together. And to be dead honest, someone sold me biokinetics that fits um, so beautifully that <laughs> they should have been a salesperson <laughs> um, and yeah I've loved it every ever since okay so it was one of those college reps that got you they were like you need to be a biokineticist <laughs> and I will tell you why <laughs> yeah they were right next to the physiotherapist and they were like we are so better than them <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay, that is the perfect segue into our questions because the first question I've got for you is what is the difference between a bio and a physicist? A physicist? There's a lot of a difference physicist. between that. <laughs> <laughs> between a bio and a physio, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so a physiotherapist, uh, basically... When someone comes in, they can be post-op or they can just be your average Joe with a neck pain or anything like that. Basically, tries to help reduce, uh, reduce inflammation, increase range of motion of a joint or a muscle, tendon, anything like that. It can be sports injury or not. And it's basically hands-on. It's more hands-on than we are. Okay. Biokinetic side is more... Um, Strengthening through um, movements, uh, all your chains in your body, you know, your biokinetics, your kinetic chains and everything like that. Um, so it's through strength training that is very specific. So it's not a personal trainer sort of movement. Um, yes. Yeah, that's okay, the difference. So we're not really hands-on. All right. Yeah, because I always see you guys at the gym. Like there's always a bio office at the gym and I'm like, what do you do? <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> yeah, no, there's a big difference also between a personal trainer who usually does a six month to a year course, and then biokinetics is a three year undergrad, one year honors, and then internship as well. So it's a wow. completely different ball game. Yeah. Okay, I get you. Okay, so could you tell me? I don't know if this is possible, but could you tell me a little bit about what biokinetics is? So, um, Basically, 
one assesses the body. Um, if it's, you'll find the weaknesses. There's four sort of areas that you look at. There's stability, there's flexibility, there's strength, there's mobility. So we all look at those sort of four areas. And um, we build up a program for that patient. So we're final phase rehab. So depending on where that patient in is, is, it's very dependent on where they're going to go through their process. And it's very specialized according to that. Uh, you use weight, you use different types of movements like isokinetic, eccentric, concentric, all different movements to try and do a specific um, sort of outcome for each muscle. Um, I hope I'm sort of answering that as much mm. as I can. Um, yeah, so that's that's the basic thing. It's a, There's a whole bunch of things that are involved, even balance, um, eye coordination. It's seeing your whole chain not just the, if you come in with a back issue, it's not just looking at your core, it's looking at uh, mobility of the back and the spine, um, movement, uh, ergonomics while you're sitting, all that, it's a bigger picture compared to physiotherapy or chiropractics. Um, yeah. Okay, great. So would you say um, that biokinetics is, because you, you speak about patients a lot, so is biokinetics for someone who has a pre-existing uh, pre condition sorry i'm making up words as i go um and what can biokinetics do for somebody so you don't have to have a condition to come to biokinetics uh, some people just actually want personal training or conditioning actually that maybe can help them for strengthening for a run um, it doesn't mean to say because you have a, a condition you have to see then a bio or anything like that but usually what happens is a physio, a chiro, a um, orthopedic surgeon, a sports doctor, they will usually refer because we are along the chain with the final phase and we return to sports. So it doesn't mean to say that you also have to be a sports person to be also coming to biokinetics. You can be someone that is a diabetic, someone that is trying to lose weight, um, a neuromuscular sort of condition, anything like that. It's, it's such a wide variety of patients. I mean, you can have just a lower back sort of pain from sitting behind the desk. Um, we, we now call it desk disease. So there's such a huge variety of people that's, <laughs> that we can see. Um, so it's not to say that you have to be diagnosed with a condition uh, to see someone. Okay, okay, cool. So yeah, I think I've got desk disease quite badly <laughs> <laughs> most of us do and yeah. cell phone swipers thumb and everything <laughs> right i'm telling you all of us are going to get arthritis in our thumbs one day when we're old just from i all know i know <laughs> <laughs> so another thing that um i picked up on is that biokinetics is quite quite focused on sports and athletes and that kind of thing but um with regards to injuries would you mainly focus on sports-induced injuries or would you be able to help other bigger injuries? So like, for example, when I was 21, I broke my neck. And then when I wanted to get back into the gym and stuff, my doctor who operated on me basically said, just don't play rugby. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> okay, so no contact sports, but what else can I do? So for someone like me who had quite a big issue in you know like the spinal cord or whatever would you be able to help someone like me or would i need to go see like a physio or somebody along those lines 
No, so uh, definitely you would see someone like us. Um, it's more direction as to what you can do. So biokinetics is um, movements and future movements. So it's, it's putting you back into the world and allowing you to say, cool, well, because you had a neck injury, uh, swimming might not be ideal at the moment, but swimming with kicking in, with, you know, in, on your back kind of thing with a, a noodle, for instance, or cycling, but sitting a certain way on a recumbent bike, for instance, that kind of stuff. So it's, it's changing things so that you can still be a part of the system, but according to your condition as well. Um, so there's this whole idea, like you said, that biokinetics is only for sports people. I mean, I think 80% of my clientele is non-sport related. It's um, general neck headaches, um, back, lower back pain, um, knee injuries from just, you know, bumping over, having a, a bad night, you know, a little bit too much to drink kind of thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely you can, there's a lot more direction, you know, a lot of orthopods or surgeons or anything like that have a quick, a quick answer saying, cool, uh, you're never going to walk again, or you're, uh, you know, that's it, you know, you're never going to do this again, or you're never going to, there's no such thing as never. Um, mm. So we always try and make the best out of the situation. So if you're stuck on running again, but the, you know, the surgeon said the, sort of impact on each vertebra is too much there's always a, a way around it um it's you know you, you try something and see if it happens or if it works or not and that's where um your sort of your progression in your phases always change so that's why we're so good on communication that's that's our key thing in our rehabilitation if if the patient has that sort of close communication it really does assist with um going forward and and really you know getting you back to normal normality <laughs> so okay, yeah awesome. sorry guys sam and i just <laughs> having a bit of a laugh because my brat dogs decided to run down the stairs at this point right now <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> Okay, so that makes a lot of sense. That's so interesting that you said that you wouldn't recommend swimming because I thought, obviously, like when the doctor said, okay, don't do contact sports, I was like, okay, well, then I can swim. Not that I ever did because I don't like swimming. I'm not a very good swimmer. So I was safe in that aspect. But <laughs> that's so interesting. I thought swimming was like so low impact. No, no, no. So it's not to say, sorry, maybe you took it the wrong way. It's not to say you mustn't ever do swimming. It's just to say there's a certain thing with, let's say your first phase back, because it's a neck, I mean, that rotation of the neck is so great. You'd rather be on your back in the pool, kicking, okay. for instance, with a noodle to support. Um, so there's always, sorry, what, what I meant is like, it's, it's the phase that you, what you want to be in swimming, you know, there's yes. certain things like um, if you had a knee injury where um, your cartilage was affected, breaststroke isn't ideal, but it's not to say you can't do butterfly, backstroke or freestyle so it's just sort of fine-tuning it so it's not to say you can never swim again sorry that's I mean swimming is oh, I mean you know me I'm, an, I'm a swimmer myself yes, so yes. swimming is always my my biggest choice of you know sports to go back but it's not too loved between uh, lots of patients okay <laughs> I'm not alone <laughs> in the swimming field oh my goodness <laughs> 
Okay, so um, I see you've been doing a few little fun home workout videos during lockdown. Um, I had the privilege of seeing these on Facebook, yay. So can you <laughs> tell me a little bit um, more about the link between exercise and your role as a bio? So bio is exercise. It's, it's always promoting exercise every day. It's movement. It's everything. It's, um, it's saying, you know, you can't actually... You, it's almost like saying you can't live without exercise. It's so good for mm. you. There's so many good benefits, um, whether you are fat, thin, tall, short, anything like that, able-bodied or not, it is so good for you. So with the videos, I mean, the link there is what I did was anything that was regarding as a healthy sort of exercise or a lockdown sort of exercise. So was anything to reduce lower back pain or to try and assist with someone that was running or anything like that. So it was more revolved around just trying to get, actually get people motivated. So I would send that video out to every single person on my clientele list. If they used it or not, it was up to them, um, but it's always a benefit. Um, it's also to actually see the technique a lot of techniques are always done incorrectly and can cause a huge amount of strain or injury. Uh, biggest example is a squat. Knees over toes will cause knee pain. Um, you know, that it's, it's simple things that can start to change your view on a squat, for instance. Um, mm. If there's too much trunk flexion, uh, you're not using the right muscles. It's not really a core exercise then. So there's slight sort of changes and that's why the video was always uh, an idea because then you could see um, sort of okay. the technique used. All right. So copy your form, basically. Yes. Okay, yeah. Brilliant. Are you tired of looking like a frump when heading off to the gym? Are you stopping traffic with your outfit on your morning jog for all the wrong reasons? If you, like me, are tired of recycling your old promo t-shirts as gym wear, you need to take a look at Athleisure HQ range. These guys stock everything your gym bunny heart could want or desire. From fantastic leggings, which literally feel like a second skin, and trust me, they really, really do, to amazing gym wear for him, you can find it all here. For all you South Africans out there, isn't it great to know that these products are locally manufactured in Cape Town? But if you're an overseas listener, don't stress. They can organize international shipping just for you. All the designs at Athleisure HQ are nature-inspired, leaving you feeling absolutely zen in your gear. I just picked up the Blossom Cropsy set, and my gosh, is it stunning. None of the garments have exposed elastic, which would leave your skin feeling irritated. In the same right, you won't have to worry about any irritating labels. All the usual label info is incorporated in the fabric. Furthermore, you can wash, wear and live in your garments without ever having to worry about them. You don't have to worry about them fading and you don't have to worry about them becoming washed out and dull. Go on, spoil yourself with these amazing products and get 10% off while doing so. Yep, you heard right. I managed to rustle up a code for all of my listeners to help you get the gear that's perfect for you. When you check out, use my code ABBY-A9F5KQ6G. That's ABBY-A9F5KQ6G. 
Once that's in, you basically all set. So now go on, get, go. Go spoil yourself and look amazing in the process. All right, so Sam, how would or why would a person need sports rehabilitation? For specific to sports or specific to rehabilitation? Specific to sports rehabilitation. Let's tackle that one first. <laughs> okay, perfect. So um, biggest thing is person goes to a chiro or a physio and feels great. You know, their knee or their hip or their ankle or whatever like that feels good because there's no pain, you know. And then they go, cool, well, I'm going to run again. Then they run. Unfortunately, with certain injuries, you're going to have muscle wasting, like atrophy. Um, there's going to be certain muscles that either, you know, your one side of your body compensated, so you lose alignment. Um, so you definitely need that strengthening to get back to your sports. Um, that's always the biggest thing. You need to learn a lot more about your body and not just specific to that joint. It has to be the joint below and above. And there's a lot more biofeedback and awareness that you need. So that, for instance, when you go onto the road and you run, your knee isn't collapsing inwards um, because of a knee injury. Um, then the glute strengthening and the BMO strengthening starts to place in to support that femur. I hope I'm making sense with words here, but yes, um, yes. it's just <laughs> it's just to try and get you back as safely as possible because I think it's such an old school way um, with our parents, for instance. You know, they just stretched their calves and stretched their hammies and then went for a 90k run for comrades kind of thing. <laughs> um, and these days, you know, there's so much going on with, you know, what we eat, our stresses in our lives and stuff. That's, you know, we've got so much more knowledge that we can use with biokinetics, chiropractics, anything like that. Um, and we might as well use it. And patient education is so important. So for a patient to now go and just leave a physio or a chiro and know about their, their, um, their injury, but not know where to go from it, is, it, it's so vital. And you usually find that person visiting the, the physio or the chiro again because they've re-injured themselves or they're causing another injury from that. Okay, wow. All right, so um, sorry, I know that most of my questions are very sports-focused because I was like the uneducated masses. <laughs> <laughs> Gathering what, you, what you've told me so far, Sam, can you also help the elderly? Like, because I know that a lot of old people struggle with like um, their muscles deteriorating, their movement, their ability to move and that kind of stuff. Do you, can you guys actually help the older community too? Yeah. So it's a, everyone always thinks it's only sports. Everyone it's, it's a wide variety from even kids. I mean, it's, you know, kids are coming through with a low muscle tone because they're just not outdoors anymore. Um, so they've got trouble with balancing and core strength and stuff. And then you can go up to the elderly with trying to reduce their, their risk of falling, doing ADLs, which is activity of activities of daily living. Just actually getting them on the treadmill or walking and cycling and stuff like that, or hopping into the pool to do some form of movement in the pool where you're protected from too much you know, overload on the joints. Um, so definitely, I mean, a lot of our patients are in the elderly sort of frame, um, 
I think most of 50% of my clientele is, uh, is elderly and it's just more maintenance for them. It's not um, them taking a program and going home and doing it. They are coming in for a maintenance a sort of program inside where it's actually monitored. You actually got supervision. Um, you, you know, a lot of it is balance and everything like that. And um, the biggest thing is also when a patient hits a certain, certain age, more like 70 and above, and they're needing a hip or knee replacement, and they fall out the bathtub or slip on something in the shower or anything like that, hip, for specifically for women, hip um, fractures and everything like that are so huge. And it's so common for them to actually pass away after that time because they lose so much muscle tone and everything like that. Um, and even if you do go for a hip um, operation, there is, you know, there's, there's a lot of sitting afterwards that it is involved and it becomes such a sedentary lifestyle for them. Depression starts to hit in. There's, there's a huge um, importance on the exercise in every frame of life from the youngest one to the oldest one. Okay. Do you remember my dad from school, the crazy preacher? Of course. <laughs> I'm going to send Father He was the best. To you. Oh, he was the best. Uh, yes, he was funny. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm glad I told him. But no, I'm going to send him to you, Sam, because I'm always like, Errol, you must exercise. You need to exercise. <laughs> good on you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Just doing some proper women telling thing. another man how what to do. <laughs> exactly that. So. Sam, back to back to the athletic kind of focused questions. So, are all athletes the perfect type of patient for you, um, or does the athletes like training depend on how much they need to see you? So, for example, would a physical contact sport such as a rugby player be required to see you more often? Uh, it's very patient dependent. Um, it's never, you know. Uh, contact is seen more than less than no contact. But if you're asking about the perfect patient, there isn't one, definitely. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I find sometimes the, uh, the athletes, um, you get the A-type personality that really wants to do well and get back to training the right way. But then you get certain people that are either Dr. Google and um, there's also certain people that also just want to get back on the road or get back in the pool or anything like that. And they actually want to fast track their, their recovery. And that hinders a lot of our progress. Um, we really struggle with those patients. Um, yeah, they, they battle quite a lot. Um, but with, with regards to non-contact and contact, it's so dependent on the patients. Um, it's also in our assessment, we pick up if the patient is going to be good or not with home exercises. If, they, if they're honest with us and say, look, I'm not good enough. Um, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not finding the time. I've got kids. Um, there's too many distractions, that kind of stuff. Then coming in for biokinetics is the better sort of option. But unfortunately, financially and medical aid side, sometimes, you know, you've got to sort of weasel your way around that kind of thing. And we do try as much as we can to accommodate, you know, certain, so, those sort of factors. 
um, as well. Okay, yeah, that makes complete sense. So you've kind of answered my next question perfectly. <laughs> and that was, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. It's brilliant. Um, but yeah, just I just wanted to know, like, would you treat two athletes from different sports differently? Like for a golfer, would you treat their arms as opposed to like a swimmer where you treat their whole body or what the situation is? Or if it's more patient centric? And yeah, you told me pretty much that it is very patient centric. Yeah, no, definitely. Okay, great. So as a bio, what would you say is the least harmful exercise that a person could do um, in recovery? You're talking about like running, swimming, cycling or yes, yeah. that kind of stuff. So it's such a difficult question because it's, again, patient dependence. Um, I mean, if there's so many different varieties of issues that you can pop up and factors that you can pop up with each different patient that can literally point you in different directions. Um, look, I've always been pro-swimming. Um, I think it's so good on your joints. Um, it really is just no contacts. It's the water's therapeutic on itself. The heat, if you have a heated pool, also assists with muscle rehabilitation with regards to lactic acid clearance, possibly, that kind of stuff. Um, but cycling is your best option, um, usually, if it's a stationary bike, between the three. <laughs> between those three, cycling is usually the best. Um, okay. We choose it for a lot of our clients. Um, it doesn't sort of affect your, your knees or your hips too much. Um, but it's such a hard question to answer um, because... You know, running is your highest impact sport, but if you've got a, a female that is needing that sort of impact on their bones for osteoarthritis, not osteoarthritis, but sort of bone building kind of thing, you know, you almost want that impact. But the, so there's so many different varieties that you could go. Um, yeah, so it's a pretty difficult question to answer, unfortunately. Sorry. Um, so sorry. It's <laughs> You get to put an horrible one somewhere. Eh? <laughs> you know, true to so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Sam. Um, no, again, no. So you have kind of answered this a little bit, but how often would an athlete need to see a bio? So does it vary depending on the severity of their condition? Um, but like you mentioned, there are other aspects that could contribute to this. But ideally, how often should an injured person, let's, Takeaway athlete altogether. How often should an injured person who sees you come and see you? If they're coming, yeah, but twice a week, that's sort of what I would sit on. Um, but if you are very good with your exercises at home, once a week is good enough. Um, okay. Remember, with your exercises, if you do it once in your week, it's not good enough. You need that repetitiveness. And um, a lot of us struggle to actually repeat those exercises. So twice a week, I mean, for our maintenance patients, they come twice a week. So like you do like a Monday or a Wednesday and you, you give them that break in between or that option to do their other stuff at home, um, whether it be their running, cycling, swimming, or just their walking, for instance. Okay, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. All right, so... Finally, on a bit of a lighter note, um, what is the most important type of exercise a person should do every day to better their movement? 
Um, so to be dead honest, I, I've always believed in, if you want to go for a walk, it is such a good form of movement. It is, if you have no equipment, if you have no access to a gym, it is such a good form of ex exercise. It ups your heart rate, it gets you going, it activates your core, it really gets your mind flowing whether you've been sitting behind the desk or not. It really gets you going on a positive note. Um, specific movements, I mean, there's so many that you can enter into um, with regards to even just basic stretching. If, you, if you're not the one for walking, if you just stretch and you just try and increase just some form of mobility in your, in your body, it is so good just to actually get anything going with your body that um, improves even just a little bit of increases your heart rate a little bit or just improves your general outlook on your, your joints, so to say. Okay, awesome. Well, yeah, thank you so much, Sam, for being with me today. And if people want to find you and use your services, how can they do that? Um, so they can go onto the website 340 on Main. Uh, we in Bryanston, or I've got a um, Instagram page. It's Sam underscore massage bio rehab. Um, uh, or my email address is Samantha three forty on main dot today. Awesome, man. And guys, as always, if you want to get a hold of me during the week, you can do so by checking me out on Instagram, which is 6 underscore minute underscore abs. You can hit me up on Twitter, which is 6 minute abs. You can send me a Gmail, which is 6 minute abs at gmail.com. Or you can go check out the blog, which is 6 minute abs.com. But it's been so awesome having you, Sam. Thank you again. Thank you for having me. It was really fun. Awesome, girl. And anyways, cheers, everybody. I'll see you next week.